0: No, are we on? Are we on? Uh, Twitch? We just did since and yep. started
1: talking. It'll be on Twitch. Yeah, we're on Twitch.
0: Because I'm on our Yas, and nothing's coming up.
1: Uh It just showed up for me. we well, just just this is that we're live now, but there's like the latency thing. Yeah,
2: latency. We're technically try. there. I know. We're
3: everywhere. I don't know why, like I just started stimming like this, but I am.
2: Here's I'm really glad that this oh, is life. Right. Good about not picking up every little sound because this is like Rice Krispie uh, treats right here.
3: <laughs> That's my knees. That is my knees.
2: Oh, they also do that. Yeah, they have dancer knees. They did not survive. There we go. We are. My toes are, you know,
0: the worst. Um. Hey, everybody, how's it going? Uh. Today OC, we're talking about... whatever number this is. Today we're talking Fine. about uh, well, depends our... on where we started counting. This three is on five.
2: three. Five. Yeah. Five yeah uh, today we're
0: talking about our, our our bones and how they crack because you know we as, uh, as everybody except for on here except for annika is over the age of 30
2: all right but i mean i still have problems no. though Caden <laughs> does i swear kaden snaps more than i do well
1: since, so i just have major shoulder problems uh from falling down two years ago uh, when I dislocated my shoulder,
3: so okay, I, I should, I should not be laughing. Cause that is a horrible story. Oh, yes. my and, and also like, I love that. We had an entire topic ready to talk about for this and no,
2: I and, will point out that oh, had, during the green room time, during the green room time, I did note that we would talk about absolutely nothing. And then once it started, we would talk about nothing again. <laughs> uh,
0: Hashtag so the topic for today is actually last night's episode uh yes. that's what we're gonna start talking about uh last night's episode of uh of yes in which the intrepid adventurers uh searched for the uh next portal and mm-hmm. on the way they find a um a group of owl bears they do some rescuing uh and then uh they meet a um a new family and go into the portal. So um does anybody have anything they want to say about the owl bears and like about that experience as your character? Like what was your what was your character's like initial reaction to seeing this parliament sleuth of owl bears?
2: A parliament sleuth, yeah. Um yeah. I I thought it was really I was thinking about this today because I was like, okay, we're gonna talk about this. I should think have a thought on it. And my thought was that. I thought it was really interesting the way it was set up where it automatically, the way that Sarah described the scene, it didn't feel like a necessarily a threatening encounter, but it felt like a tense encounter. And I really loved how we have this group who is like very unsubmissive characters. Like we're all... Characters who are very, uh, I rush in or um, like rush in to protect each other or whatever, but we always have, we're always very forward thinking and moving forward people. And that all of us basically sort of in our own ways took a submissive approach pretty immediately to try and defuse the situation. And so I really. I really liked that switch in tone, uh, for our characters. That it wasn't—is Fenlon gonna ride a giant lizard like a like a cowboy? It was, you know, it was it was such a nice kind of mix. Like, I'm gonna say mix up. I was like, right, but like twist, where everybody had to kind of think outside their usual modus operandi. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely.
3: Anybody- yeah definitely um so what one thing that i have discovered about jack is that unlike my other characters that i tend to play she actually does she she is not she's not submissive and also um she takes that protective role a lot Mm -hmm. she she is cautious um she's not going to rush in. She is going to hang out at the back and be the one that like, okay, there is that immediate threat. Is there a threat that we are not seeing? Um, And so it was, uh, I, I liked the fact that, you know, she ended up saying, okay, I'm going to sit back here and watch for a change in behavior because we are dealing with a mama bear a mama owl bear but um so yes it we we and 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 i appreciated that you know she did end up coming forward to the front um to to like she's got she's literally got the toughest skin she's going to be the one to go into those brambles but um it was uh it was interesting to experience her um go from okay th- this is the threat level what uh, what do i do to a keep my uh crew safe and also accomplish the uh the goal here because She had to make a decision whether it was safer to put down her weapons and make sure Mama Bear didn't snap suddenly versus make sure that her team didn't get scratched up by the brambles heading in there, which could have been just as bad.
0: Uh, what about, uh, did uh, Robin or, or I mean, I know Aster did a little uh, shape-shifting there. Yeah, I was but, like, Aster uh,
1: did basically jack shit, so. Uh. I feel like Aster shit and about then it. ate
2: popcorn watching us.
1: Oh, yeah. Aster did jack shit and just watched and enjoyed what was going on. Judged. Because Aster's like, mm, I don't deal with animals. That's not my thing. And just kind of like stood <laughs> up to the side, uh, dressed as a bird. That was
0: so And Robin's funny, like, you know, I have a tool
4: for that. Robin's like, I have tools. I have a tool
0: for that.
4: Yeah, Yeah, Robin definitely uh, approaches everything with optimistic, happy, wide eyes and just wants to fix everything. Never would have come at those owlbears with any kind of aggression unless they literally were ripping apart one of Robin's, you know, loved ones. So uh, it was really fun for Robin to get to see something adorable because Robin does take great interest in I think all sorts of things whether they are adorable or terrifying. Robin seems to approach everything with the same sort of like that's so great and it was a great opportunity for me to do another sketch for Robin um, my sketchbook, <laughs> which I, I love. I'm not an artist myself which I'm sure anyone who watches the show has figured out since so you can see my sketches but I like to imagine that Robin is actually quite talented and so i know that the the uh podcast listeners can't see this but robin sketched a little owlbear stuck in the brambles um with some blood because mm-hmm. the owlbear was was definitely hurt but it was great to have that inspiration um for the the robin sketch of the of we the discovered that it's
0: searching. a couplet, right a couplet. a couplet, yeah because it's a mix between a bear cub and an owlet. So it's a yeah, couplet. But
4: a little
2: bear so That was bear super puppet. cute. Ooh, 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 ooh. Bears, uh, yeah, mine. Yeah. I was going to say, owl bears <laughs> have always been one of those um, critters in D&D that always end up being like a terrifying encounter because they are pretty, pretty tough. Um. Wow and in the past they've always been something that my characters have fought so getting to do something not that it was pretty great cuz they're honestly one of my like one of my top critter types that I just I like clearly not as much as you know honestly you anything an that's mechanical out there? they're so
4: precious
2: why would
3: well
0: well, most of the time, in, most of the time in D and D, when owl bears are seen and they have their encounters and adventuring parties, they're always seen. They're always played as extraordinarily aggressive, and they're 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 attacking the party or whatever it is. So that's one reason why I wanted to do this owl bear encounter that was not that it was an owl because as most of the time, especially with anything that is classified as a beast. Or uh technically owl bears are monstrosity mm-hmm. monstrosities, but they're also technified as unaligned. If something is unaligned, there is no they have no they have no priorities except for food, shelter, water, you know, you know, family kind of thing. That's when we think, so like when you encounter a bear, the bear is just living its life. If it becomes aggressive, it's probably because right. the humanoid is doing something to make it aggressive
2: whatever it is and so like right those past encounters have always been like under the guise of you have entered their territory this is a ruin or a cave or whatever where they have they have set up their nest yeah let's go with that um great and you've entered right And, and so like what would you expect if it were a kodiak right yeah, and that's, So that's,
4: you just murder it for trying to defend its home?
2: Well, it's a, it's a, no, I wouldn't say that. It's imagine you encounter a Kodiak in the wild on its turf and it attacks you. What do you do?
3: Right. Right. You, Am I and magical? that's right. And so that, have-
2: that is, that is traditionally how owl bears are uh, like appear in D and D worlds as basically feathered Kodiaks. Um, and so getting to see this, like, they're just, like, the really- softer side of the, <laughs> the, softer, very, side of the softer side of the softer side.
4: You're so I soft. Mean,
2: and If downy. I'm literally
4: in real life and mm-hmm. I encounter a Kodiak bear, I would just get out my D20 and roll for animal <laughs> handling. Duh. And get right. eaten. That's totally <laughs> fine. Duh. Um.
3: It, it just—I I can't help but like th- my my partner and I have a uh, like inside joke between us that like I think moose are really fascinating and really exciting, and they're I really be,
2: They yeah,
3: are—they are—they're terrifying huge.
2: in person. Terrifying um, in
3: person. Yeah, they are, all, and and I am. Uh, my partner is legitimately more concerned about running into a moose in the wild than a Kodiak bear. Um because oh, they're
2: terrifying.
3: Yeah. It be- like Co- luckily, Kodiak bears luckily we're in yeah, we're-
2: luckily we're in Texas and we don't have
0: to deal with either of no. yeah. those things. But in Texas we do have gators. So That's there is true. that. Yeah.
3: And um I-, I I I finally like saw the how big a moose is because like in my yep. mind I was just kind of going okay big moose, deer. yeah big deer like cows <laughs> cows with gigantic antlers like that's what I was thinking and like, like yeah a you don't want to
2: with legs
3: <laughs> yeah it, it, they're 12 <laughs> feet tall I did not comprehend that
2: the first um, time I ever saw one <laughs> for like the first two minutes the only word that would come out of my mouth was big like <laughs> all I can so, this is a side
0: story that uh i played another D game with ari it's actually how ari and i met and uh one of the other players in that game loves moose she's originally from michigan moose are her favorite animals she fucking loves them and so we were talking about moose one time and we started talking about megafauna and so ari's like what are megafauna and i just start sending links to the, our group chat about what megafauna are and she's like no i do not like it I'm sending her like a like old extinct megafauna yes. with like the indricathers and like and I was like it's like this giant giraffe rhino um and I was like the big mega like big giant sloths from like South America and like the armadillos and she was like I was like yeah they were like the size of a VW bug and she was like nope like nope like, nope. like so every time so this is an
2: FYI megafauna really creep area out so indigenous indigenous population of the americas used those shells as like tents for like hunting yeah Yeah, that's how big they were they're like a pup tent like
3: dang
2: yeah no they're huge and so there are very few megafauna creatures still alive and moose are some of them and moose yeah are one of the very few so to to bring the seg train coaster uh back in into the station i still hate that word i want a better word um, I think when we, cause we've talked about, we've talked about this topic when we talk about races where we're like, just cause yeah. it says a thing about a race in the book, you can make it what you want. Um, you can ditch the whole lawful evil thing or whatever. Well, you know, all of these monstrosities and beasts and such are the equivalent of animals in our real world. And when you think about the gamut of animals in our world, you can overlay the same ideas. They're not all going to be vicious and territorial. Um, Some of them may be very um, timid and shy and skittish. And so kind of, you know, play with it and slot it into your world in a way that... I I think the bottom line is especially for somebody like me who's been playing D and D for so long. I want an encounter to feel fresh. Like there's so many times at the gaming table where, um, you know, where the DM starts to describe something and I already know what that creature is before they've even named it. And in my head, I'm already thinking about its stats and like what it takes to, you know, kill them and, uh, and all of that kind of stuff, right? That's already going through my head. And then I have to take a step back because I'm like, does my character know this? And usually I ask, would my character know about this, this creature? But to encounter a well-known, pretty beloved beast in D&D in a completely new context, it makes you go back to the very, very first time you ever encountered one and you were like, okay, what am I doing? How do I get through this? Um, and so I appreciate that. I, I certainly appreciate. I yeah. don't want every encounter to be the same. <laughs> like, oh, it's a. Talk oh, here's him. the thing. Here, Tanya, mm-hmm.
4: mm-hmm. that was my first time
2: with an owlbear? My
4: first owl bear.
2: Oh well, I'm glad they were gentle.
4: But now my expectations
2: so- going to be real off.
4: Apparently, yeah, no, it's Next in time, I'm going to be I am. Like, oh my god, these are owlbears. They're super
0: all of chill.
2: Yeah, all I will like, I will subvert all of those things. I can't you, wait for the game now where Pax is playing with other people and there's an owl bear and Pax is like, I run up and hug it. <laughs> <laughs> I save its baby. I hope you made a second character. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, I have I have
0: I have the information on owl bears here, and granted, this is just like. Is, I have the monster mail in front of me because I also have the information on Yeti, which we will get to because this goes back yeah. to the not playing things as normal. So information on owl bears. It talks about like how owl bear origins. Scholars have long debated how they came about. It's da 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 da. Well, the way that I was playing them in there is that they're just natural creatures who exist. There was no mage a million years ago that combined an owl and a bear. Right. They are just creatures. They just exist. This is a world where dragons and merfolk and magic and whatever. They exist. So why can't an owl bear exist? It's like so,
1: Avatar the Last Airbender. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. Everything, everything is like a mix of bear. stuff. Yeah. And then you see like the like, normal it just bear and you're bear.
2: like, just says bear. What? It's <laughs> a bear. Yeah.
0: Um bear, so bear, bear bear. Yes, bear, bear, bear. Butch bear.
2: Uh, it's like gorilla, 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 gorilla. Bug bears, not even remotely a bear. Or yeah. a bug. Oh no, we lost packs. Oh no. And, oh, no. Everybody, Um, don't move. The overlay is now messed up.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, Annika is okay now. Okay, now packs coming back. I'll I'll let Annika do with that.
3: Annika, are we good?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pax is back.
4: Last in, so hopefully it put me back back. where
0: you had me. So, (laughs) um, so that's why I wanted to kind of like subvert. Like, bears don't live in packs. Owls don't live in packs. Owls live solitary lives. Bears live solitary lives. But I don't care. It's A made up world, I can do what I want. Owl bears don't exist in real life, owl bears live in, in familial packs. Why? Because I said so, and this is the world that we built together, and this is what I want to do. You do not, this is if this is back to Sarah's DM tips, this is a
2: guideline. They're just guidelines. not guidelines, and you have to yeah, say it with a kind of pirate. This is not
3: yeah, I was gonna say, Sarah, Sarah is a D&D pirate, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're more like guidelines. <laughs> These are not hard and fast. Next to it is the uh, Otyug. It's what, AKA a shit monster. But um, uh, here at the bear guidelines, use them.
2: Guidelines. But
0: don't take it as gospel. I mean, whoever wrote this, they have their own way of playing the creatures. Which brings me to when I talked about how I stole the Yeti from Judwinnik.
2: <laughs> Who stole the Yeti from, there's a whole... I feel like there's, like, a family tree of Yeti stealing. Well, because, actually, it was, because he doesn't have Yeti, but he's got Sasquatch. So, big, shaggy humanoid based on gorilla. Well, guess what? uh, That, that, that. Exactly. Thing exists in a lot of cultures, so. Yeah, exactly. So, the idea is Yeti that used to be, that you would maybe,
0: the Australopithecus, which is, you know, hi, I was an anthropology minor. So, here we go. So, this is the stat blocks for Yeti. This is what a Yeti looks like in the monster manual. It's like big and it's got horns and it's yelling. And it's like, oh. and it is listed as Welcome chaotic. Evil. The
2: Himalayas every time but here's
0: really fun. There's the information, both the Yeti and the abominable Yeti. They both have intelligences of eight or higher and they speak the language of Yeti. So they are intelligent creatures. They have the ability. They ha- can do society. They have a language. They, they have this. And I'm like, well, damn. They're just people who live in a really cool environment. So they developed fur and they're really tall and big. Like, you know? So the let's talk about bears. Yeti. Bears. So, what was oh the was feeling the about those Yetis? I totally If want I yeti play spirit.
4: in another campaign, am I going to get eaten by a Yeti too? Because I'm like, oh, Yetis,
2: these are chill. Okay, I, these are
4: nice.
2: I have encountered owlbears. Probably twenty times more often than a yeti. This probably was my third yeti encounter. Yetis aren't people. Don't pick yetis. People, people pick things that not a lot of people pick. Like we all fought a dragon. Well, I, when I we <laughs> yeah. all, like pick something else. There's a whole. <laughs> well, that's when I was manual. Hey, and you're old enough. When and I still deciding- have the monstrous compendium.
3: Stuff. I, I want to say I did not fight the dragon. I turned the dragon back into my sister.
2: Maybe. I mean, that is also an approach. We'll call that Plan B. So <laughs> I did not fight the dragon. But I, I died I to the dragon. Through, so
0: <laughs> when, I, when I was going through deciding what portals would go to what plane, I was like, I want to do something. I was like, I was like, uh, I was like sorry, Annika. I was like, oh, we could go Feywild, but everybody always goes to the Feywild. I'm like, oh, we could go. Oh, and we could go I into know. the Nine Hells.
1: Well, like, mean, everybody we always goes "Hey, wild, well, whatever. story for Aster. That's all I'm saying.
2: <laughs> to so be fair. I was, fair, like, I was trying to pick worlds. Yeah, that people don't get to go into often. Yeah. Like, so I was, like, Mechanus, the elemental plane of Earth, the Frostfell.
0: So I'm thinking, I was, like, what's the Frostfell? I'm, like, well, there's other things that you might encounter you don't know. I was, like, but Yeti. That's what I decided. I'm, like, the native, like, sentient species from the Frostfell are Yeti. That's just what it is. They are the people. They are the ones that have communities and societies and homes and a language and a music and a culture and all that stuff. And so that's who you came across was these Yeti who were like, "What the heck is this black thing? And why is it hot on the other side?"
3: <laughs> that's a so, question. Yes. yes. Talk about if, the Yeti. I
0: don't know.
4: Go. No. If Whistler had decided that the Yetis were definitely evil, and had attacked them
1: would we have had
3: to murder the nice Yeti family? In a I, I am glad likes, we did not have to find that out.
1: Yeah, me too.
4: Because <laughs> um, Whistler sure seems to like to run in and attack things. So I'm kind of wondering, if Whistler had eyeballed those Yetis and said, those are evil, But To happened?
3: be fair, to be fair, Whistler uh, is specifically running in and attacking fiends like things that she notes as fiends and I don't want to speak for for whistler or for whistler's player um but uh I I think that um it was played true to character in that uh, that that she was played true to character in that you know this was not an an aggressive creature it was a curious creature and so therefore uh we were able to say, no, let's, let's find out more. And
2: Ari does does definitely, I think do a very good job of does it, does this character seem like a fiend to me? Um, And asks, I know asks Sarah uh, when we have encounters. So yeah I, it, it, it would have been worth said,
0: yeah, yeah, it's because Aries playing is a classic paladin. Is it a fiend or undead? Like those are the two like yeah. paladin, like, I must kill fiend undead because fiend and undead are like basically always bad, especially her being a a paladin of the uh, of the Raven queen undead, completely anathema to what the Raven Queen's all about. So that's why you hear her always say, do I know if it's, like, she's got a thing, Divine Sense, where you can do sensing undead and celestials and all that stuff. So that's why she's always asked. She's like, is this thing a fiend or is this thing undead? Because to her, like, to her character, to Whistler, those are always bad. Always, never, never good. So, so, um, but yeah, the Yeti, how how are you guys enjoying the Frostfell?
2: So I have to say, people don't know this, because after the game ends, we usually end up chatting uh, afterwards, and we have a you know we have a whole chat that we have periodically it's a and cool we were all period. talking. Yeah and um it was the first time that we were like do we have to close the portal like is that mandatory <laughs> I think it was actually Adam cuz i think that cuz you know he likes to listen while we're playing and he was like are you going to close the portal and it was the, i was like wait do we have to like maybe we could trade or do and kite in this armor
3: um what what i found interesting (laughs) about jack in that encounter um and and i've talked before about how like a lot of my playing of these characters sometimes is just discovering what they'll do in any given encounter Mm -hmm. um that's how i that's how i meet my characters i sometimes
0: Mm-hmm. um it's it's like the best it's yeah it's you discover your character as you play
3: yeah and uh so yes i i knew that she was protective i knew that like her first instinct was going to be like do i have to uh defend against the yeti mm-hmm. um she she was going to be the last one to get on board with this okay these guys are friendly um she was also the last, last one to say, yes, let's go through the portal because it's farking cold.
1: <laughs> I, got pit- I had upsies. It's fine.
4: As where Robin is quite the opposite. Robin is the one who's immediately like, let's offer the Yetis a drink. I happen to have a bag full of whiskey today.
0: Hey,
2: one of you pals. Welcome, random creature. Let's get drunk.
4: Hey, you seem
2: sentient. Have a drink. But But then, like, let's make you so called stupid on alcohol.
3: (laughs) And, like, once, but once, like, she, once Jack was on board, like, what I discovered was that she is very insistent on these, um, uh, like protocols that you follow. Like, if, if you're going to, uh, be a, if you're going to go to another person's home
0: the hospitality exactly
3: thank you I was having I was having a hard time like remembering that word um yeah so these hospitality protocols that are on the guest as much as they are on uh the person being hospitable and so I, I didn't know that about her and that was really fun to discover like oh no no If, if you're going, if we're going to eat, we're going to like, make sure that we, my friends are vegetarian and I don't want to insult these people. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, about
4: that, like maybe episode two or three, I made, I don't even know, it just came out of me like a throwaway comment about Robin being a vegan and ever since then, I've wondered like, is this true? Is this true? Is this true? And we had the breakfast scene, and Robin didn't order any meat or any dairy. And then here we are at the yeti and 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 Robin's like, "Yeah, I'm a vegan, like for real, and I'm like, you're a cat! You're a you're a vegan, you're a cat like- but it's just true. <laughs> but Robin wasn't gonna like double check every little thing, but Robin's definitely not gonna eat. um. So yeah, uh, but Robert, I are-
2: meat. So I treat eating meat as so culturally raised by a an animal who literally cannot digest meat, right? Yeah, and in fairly traditional D and D elves also cannot digest meat, um, and so I think I come at being a vegetarian as not a it it's It's not a choice that has been made, but a um sort of a biological imperative that I just can't It would make me sick, I can't really digest it. I do eat like I can eat cheese, which minotaurs don't eat because they can't digest it, right um, but yeah, so i I treat it for me like a like a biological imperative that it's it's not necessarily. It's become cultural in the way that many things like that do, right? So, minotaurs culturally are vegan, but that's just because they literally cannot eat meat, cannot digest cheese. Um, and I think of elves being very similar in that they can't, can't digest meat. Right. I don't know.
0: Three,
2: three, now now we've got three cats that's on cool. screen, and my cat's about to leave. Okay. Like, we I'm got three. I, mean, I could get a dog. Oh, was he here?
4: Robin is ethically Our, vegan. Robin can't. Um, Robin wouldn't put it on anyone else, but they personally just can't stomach the idea of eating another creature because they are so in love with love life all creatures, and all yeah. other creatures. So it's it's an ethical thing. It's just like their family eats meat. Like it's not like it's they were raised that way. They just in their travels they couldn't do it. And and being vegan, um, cats are lactose intolerant, as far as I know. So,
1: yeah.
4: I think Robin, probably the same probably as Finland, like, art. yeah. Uh, the, being vegan partly is ethical, like, the consumption of flesh is against Robin's ethics, but dairy, I think, would actually just make Robin sick.
2: So, so they tried She's not to. They were like... So,
1: my cat,
2: yeah. our
1: cat Caboose, he... Loves yogurt,
2: and we like, can't have. But dairy yogurt doesn't but love.
1: So, but we don't, we don't, <laughs> we don't eat dairy because I can't have dairy, and so my dad gets coconut yogurt. And Caboose loves that shit. Like, if my dad opens up the yogurt lid, my cat Caboose is there, and he's ready. For the food. It's so fun. Do you like how
2: animals magically do that? Like pets, just where are they? I don't know. All I got to do is like open the fridge or open this bag, and poof, they've like transported themselves from another plane to right there.
4: Incidentally, oh I'm an omnivore. I am not vegan or vegetarian.
2: I am. So that an is omnivore. not a bleed
4: over. That no. is not a bleed over of my own self. That is just Robin.
2: Yeah, yeah I'm. Am, I'm an omnivore. So.
0: Yeah, I'm. I I'm a vegetarian, so I I get I and I and I'm personally a vegetarian for the same reason that Robin is. Um, it's both ethical and I. Now we're just talking about personal stuff. Um, uh, both ethical and like I can't the idea of eating another creature and all that stuff. But also I've just found as myself this not necessarily a biological imperative because I am human, so I've got the teeth and the digestive system that can digest meat. But I just feel better when I go plant based. My body because I have digestive issues. My body just feels better when i don't have to digest meat so i just don't eat it so yeah i mean
4: maybe if i play robin long enough i'll go back to being vegetarian i was vegetarian for a long time and then life circumstances changed that for me but yeah who knows I, so yeah I'm, I'm not i'm not I am
0: not vegan because as much as um, uh, I am lactose intolerant, I do love cheese and yogurt and stuff like that. And also those, and I do eat honey because this goes into the ethical thing of like, the creatures don't die to provide those items for me. And then we can go into the big thing about honey and how it actually, APA, like, like beekeepers are actually doing more for bees than vegans not eating and honey and we can do all that stuff. But my question, the next question I was gonna ask is because we were at we were talking to um we talked about hit on two of these points. The the Yeti and Robin getting the Yeti drunk. Well, what happened was the Yeti got Robin drunk. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um and as was Robin like, was like, here's here, have alcohol. the alcohol. And Yetis are like, yeah, here's our moonshine. <laughs> And Robin like, Robin got a little Do it.
0: Robin Robin whose inhibitions are probably fairly low in the most part let their inhibitions drop even more and a certain phrase was said to Jakkad, Which brings me to a topic that I really want I love talking about I think we should talk about is romance in TTRPGs. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys want to talk about this specific, I mean, we can we can just add, dip it to like relationships, like you know, pull out a tonic relationships and stuff as well. But I just thought because I've never there aren't a lot of like panels or people generally talking about romance and RPGs. It's always talking about like battle tactics and stuff like that. But I'm like, nah, man, RPGs are a role playing game. They have to to in my life. <laughs> so, so
1: I
4: just want to start by letting the audience know that um, Amley and I. Are not romantic partners. We 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 have a little bit of a text flirt going because we're both cute as hell. But we 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 didn't know each other before this game. We only know each other through this game with a little bit of like uh, you know friendship is developed outside of it. So it's not that we're bringing our romance to the table. I think we just have hella good chemistry, and so our characters are like, okay, look at you. Um, what's fun is that before that before the owl couplet, I had. Robin was working on another drawing that uh, I'm going to exclusively show here at the OOC because Jakad not seen it yet. But Jakad was talking about how much they missed home. Asked asked Jakad to de- uh, Robin asked Jakad to describe home, and then Robin started drawing Jakad's home as a gift. So Jakad is going to get a little uh, a little drawing of what Robin is imagining their home must look like based on their description. Because Robin uh kind of has a hell of a big crush. I don't know if anyone else noticed.
0: Not that we haven't noticed or anything. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Which uh, Emily, yeah, what's go your Take on it.
3: Um, so Jack is uh, Jack comes from a culture where, like, it, it's not like marriage is is partially about romance but it's not a thing that is um it, it it's also partially political and it's also partially like her mom her mom was slightly it was was a bit weird from her for her community in that her mom was a, a traveler and nomadic and uh would go would take her on these you know huge long trips going everywhere around the world to trade her uh goods Um, and her mom had a partner in every port basically. Uh, so Jack is very familiar with a a, a, a more casual approach to partnership and dating than, um, what she is experiencing with Robin. Like she's, she's not experiencing this, uh, yes, this is good for now. And I plan on leaving afterwards. She's wanting to see like some, in her mind, and and this hasn't been brought up at at all, actually. Uh, So (laughs) exclusive content. Um, She's worried about what's going to happen when she does return to uh, her community with the orcs, because she's like, I don't think Robin is going to want to follow me. And I don't think Robin, it, it, you know, I, she she does have a she actually uh, Jack does have a boyfriend back home, um, and uh, like they 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 ended their relationship while Jack was out and about because that again that's what she's used to, um, and like she she has no idea. What is happening? Because she has a, she does have a lot of feelings for Robin that are not uh, platonic in nature, but she's scared to act on them. Because not only does she have the clueless lesbian trope of, like, oh my god, does this person like me more than more than a friend? Um, yes, Jack. Yes, uh, but also, <laughs> you know, she's trying to figure out would this actually even work long-term because I want it to be long-term.
4: It's cute too, because they haven't really even talked about their relationship styles. They haven't talked about if they have other partners or not. Like right. I'm sure did Jackson be wondering is Robin polyamorous or not? Cause if I, if she has a significant partner already, that could be a deal breaker. Uh, well, Robin, you'll have to find out through the (laughs) role play what Robin's situation is. I mean, I am polyamorous, so it's possible that Robin maybe already is. I mean, I'm not vegan, and Robin is, but uh, in my experience, Robin is so open-hearted. Robin is almost kind of, almost like Jack's mom kind of goes around and has different loves in different places. Like Robin, I think, also has a very big heart and enjoys people, enjoys things. Um, I can't wait for the fanfic of the half-orc and the tabaxi dwarf, or tabaxi gnome uh, discovering themselves uh, together. (laughs) It should be interesting. Um, Also, another thing that Robin kind of worries about, but hasn't really come up yet, is whether or not, because Robin is gender-fluid, um, but has a body that Jack couldn't possibly know what's happening with Robin's body. And so there is a concern from from Robin of like, if Jack and I did try to hook up, like, would I be acceptable? Is what I bring to the table okay? Both because we're different species, both of us have species, but also like, does the way that my body functions meet Jack's expectations? Um, uh, so I don't know if we'll ever actually
3: get to that. It sounds like, Jack, sounds like Jack and Robin needing an intentionality talk. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh, Sarah, I'm sorry. I hear that. You're, I see that you're talking, but you're on oh, mute. mute. You're on mute. Sorry,
1: I was to say that can
0: be one of our like just simply role play sessions, our like yas after dark, after dark, where it's just like after it's after just time. like it's just like I don't even have to be there, but it's just it's just Jack and Robin having a. We talk prefer and, you like, not
4: <laughs> kind of
1: private.
0: Yeah, I don't need to be there, but it could be for our Patreon, our patrons. We can be like, if you guys, if you want to hear uh, Jack and Robin talk about where they're
4: going with this, uh, be a patron. Be Fifty dollars. That's a pay per view session. Yes.
3: I also <laughs> want to point thing. out. I also want to point out that, like, while we've been playing at this Will They, Won't They for several weeks now and and several months now, um, Jack and Robin have known each other for, like, a whole week. (laughs) Yeah. A whole ass week.
4: (laughs) Yeah, they're still at Flirty Notes. Middle school Flirty Notes is where they're at.
3: This is is definitely... um, New new relationship energy in RE, like,
2: yeah. And then all the other party members are just kind of like, I no, I geez. like I like, <laughs> like Finland. Finland is like the least helpful because she doesn't know what up either, <laughs> and so she
3: <laughs> so she reason Jack like, went to her mom, right? Like, mm. eh?
2: I don't know. I mean, if you like them. Hey. I think you like hold hands and watch sunsets I have no idea I think two Robin cut, two cut together that's what my people do I don't know
4: Robin's personality is such that Robin would probably make a move if Robin weren't so afraid of like look how tiny I am and look how strange I am and look how gorgeous she is why would she even really want to go out with me and if she did, what if she rejected my body? Because my body, I don't even know what she expects of my body. And so that's kind of, I think why Robin hasn't been like, so.
3: Which metagaming is the, is really super duper funny. Cause that's like the least of Jack's worries. <laughs> Cause uh, I, I specifically have not even determined if Jack is trans by our definitions. Because orcs don't have a, a, a word for trans. Like, by right, definition... So there's another thing. Yeah. Like, a, a body, body build does not factor into gender for orcs. Um, and mm. w- which is a aspect of... So that is character aspect being built into the character or that is creator aspect being built into the character that, um, I, I didn't, I I wanted a culture that, uh, trans isn't a thing. Everybody's trans, I guess. And nobody's trans. Like it, it's, it's just not a thing because. Where sex and gender are not,
4: are not even considered that they should be. Yeah
3: they're suggestive
4: of the other exactly
3: um so i specifically haven't decided or and and i'm not going to decide what jack's sex is i'm not going to you can't make me i know what
4: robin's is but i don't know if i want to say yeah well here's the thing I, i know
0: well, I will say, because here's the thing. We do have, you know, especially because we're doing this and we're putting it online, we will have, like, you will never see an explicit sex scene. It will be always a fade to black. So we're never going to find that out on what? screen anyway.
4: Okay. Sorry. I, I quit.
0: <laughs> if anything like that happens, and, like, we will have a fade to black. Um, I mean, like, not that I don't mind DMing that, but we are we making this for all audiences, so that would definitely be a patron exclusive. Um... Uh, if like if you want to
4: exclusive, well, this. I was I, the concern was and it, it ended up when I when I wasn't around and you guys had the episode where Robin was kidnapped and then they bathed Robin and when I heard that they had bathed Robin, I Robin the Robin was like, oh my gosh, like what if they saw like that like Robin felt very awkward and then I found out you guys had been so respectful of Robin and and had not disrobed Robin had washed Robin in a way that was really respectful of Robin's body. And that made me so happy. And it made Robin so happy.
2: Yeah, it was a very practical choice. (laughs) It's just easier to wash the whole thing together.
4: (laughs) But that was so beautiful. Because I thought like, (laughs) oh, like, Robin is very protective of of their own privacy around that. Because they know that when people see their body, they, in Robin's experience, they they may view them differently. Now, the Jack, obviously, being an orc, wouldn't have that. But Robin didn't come from an orcish background. So so Robin likes to keep that private so that people will accept Robin the way that they are and not potentially, like, have other ideas about them. So that was great, and I was so happy. And I should have known that you guys, of all people, would be... Over the, overly respectful. Yeah, like we
1: weren't stripping
0: down the cat. It was also, but yeah, it was very much. People were like, "We gotta wash the clothes too, so just leave the clothes on the cat. Just dunk the whole cat in the water."
2: I <sighs> promise it was also very thoughtful. I wasn't there. I was cleaning weapons. So, I um, your head. That's, what I that's yeah. <laughs> I held the
1: head, made sure you didn't drown. That's all I did.
2: Yeah. So in <laughs> my in my past playing experience we haven't actually there hasn't been a lot of relationship stuff so um like in the very first group i was in like i said there's two girls and eight guys and like it was college and like adding a whole extra level of relationship drama that was fake to the like real relationship drama that was already going on Probably just would have been too much. (laughs) Nobody really... (laughs) But uh, there was a a campaign where uh, there were characters who got involved with each other. And I thought it was really, really interesting the way it got played. Because then there was very much a, whenever we were in combat, an awareness of how that would change the way that those characters made decisions uh their reactions in those moments um and one of the characters got almost killed like like was pretty we pretty sure we had lost this character because they miscalculated right calculated a miscalculation uh based on wanting to save their love interest right and that's mm-hmm. like that's good role playing people right to To think about it, don't, like, to think about what a relationship does in those, would do in those moments that are not necessarily a real, like, we don't get locked into caves with big dragons often in our mundane lives, right? But if you were, if it did happen, that is your job to, like, take out a big monster and bring home some part of this horde, right? And there's that element of and it doesn't have to be a, a romantic relationship. You could be playing somebody's sibling, right? Mentor, any, you Mentor know, anything, anything like that, Right. Yeah. What 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 are the faults in that? Because I'm so caught up in how am I going to perfectly play this combat, right? How do I use combat statistics to like have a badass moment? Because we all love the badass moment. But when you like take just a couple of seconds to be like, but how might my character screw this up because I'm this currently more conservative? Right, over there. Um, you get some really good sort of goosebumpy moments at a game table. And I think those are, that's hard to do. It's hard to step out of the mechanics uh, in combat and do that. But, you know, props to people who, who make create those moments for sure. So my my kind of
0: general thing as a as a DM is uh I love having characters form relationships, and that's all relationships. Platonic, like you know, friends, romantic, whatever it is. Like we already have like Aster just completely being protective of the himbo that is Whistler, because Whistler has no impulse control. So, So like so like we already see this relationship that they have as friends, where Aster is like, no, 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 holds the cloak back, hold back the the bird, you know, that's doing so that.
1: Because that's normally because my other game that I play with Herman, my monk character, it's basically worlds reversed because my friend, my friend's character Zoe is very much like that to Teek because Teak's like, oh, let's go do this, and she's just like, how about no. And then Why? she she had to leave her like the player had to leave because um, scheduling got in the way and so her character left and then of course the security left so now Teak is just like let's go let's go but also just really like sad because their friend's gone now so
3: um I've I've had to ask ahead, a DM me. like I've had to ask a DM before like hey do I need to re-roll a character because I cannot. I, my character is not bonding with any of these other characters, and she has no reason to stay around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, we ended up we ended up metaing just a little bit in order to give her that uh, that re- the, some relationship with uh, the other characters because otherwise, I was just going to be like, it- no, she's going to go off and find her sister.
2: yeah there's that there's that thing because when you're when you're creating your character you're almost creating it in a in a vacuum you know you're sitting there especially with D. &D, you know with your character sheet and your player's handbook and you know maybe you've got xanthar's guide to to everything or like whatever and you're you know you're figuring out all these things um and unlike things like um unlike game systems like monster of the week or whatever where you're kind of collaboratively putting these things together anD D D is often this issue where you conceptualize a character in a vacuum um, and you've got all these, these ideas about your motivations and things. And then when, you know, when the rubber meets the road, they end up not making a lot of sense. Um, Like I know I've had this. So uh, people who've seen OOCs, the OOCs before, or have seen us chatting, in other venues will know that Finland is actually a remake of a character that I already had um, many, 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 many years ago. And so in my head, you know, I still had a lot of those ideas about the character that she was very mistrusting of people naturally, and that she was very hard and didn't like want to talk a lot, which was easy when you're at a game table with 10 people. (laughs) Right? But then I found out that, that that wasn't a way I could play Finland, you know, um, that it didn't feel right in this situation. And um, my husband has a thing where if you play a character for a few campaign, like a few, um, you know, days or whatever, equivalent days, and it's just not working for whatever reason then you get an opportunity to rework whether you want to rework it entirely or slot in a new one and i think that's great because i i think at the end of the day you want to tell compelling stories with compelling characters and when stuff is not working and something feels very weakly bonded it it kind of lets the storytelling down a bit you know um, well
0: I, I always like to give this example um i i'm very lucky and that in my especially my game playing experience as like an adult um i have gotten to play games with a lot of queer and femme people so most of my playing experience especially because i said be an adult um are with people who um aren't cis white guys and who some people are a lot of them are also new to rpgs new to D and stuff like that so and everybody always talks about like when you start playing an RPG, you start playing DD, you start, ta- you talk about your character and you talk about the cool things that happen. And we still talk about things that happened in our game two, three years ago, but it's hardly ever. We hardly ever talk about, do you remember that time when we did this and we killed the big monster, or whatever it's, do you remember that time that Royson gave Nori the sex talk? Do you remember that time that we had to do a resurrection schedule, uh, ritual for, um, or this character, and we all cried. Do you remember this time? And it's almost all character moments. It's almost all. It's it's not about the big combat or whatever. It's almost yeah. always the smaller character times. Like, do you remember the time that that this character almost got kidnapped, and you know we had to go to the rescue or whatever it is? It's the moment. It's it's not the big combat moments that people remember and continue to talk about. It's the way that these characters interact, and these ways that these characters are creating this um for lack of a better word human story uh even though you may not be an actual human but we are humans so there's that um so as again as a dm that's always my goal is you know to 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 give the combat experience but to give the other encounters that you can have like with the owl bears and like the friendly encounters with the yeti's and you know all these other things like people are going to react to different things. And this is something I was going to talk about. we talk about romance in D&D. My general philosophy is romance in D&D, if as the DM, I am more than happy if I create an NPC that a PC is interested in, I'm never going to uh, like create an NPC and be like, this is made for this person to romance. That's not what I'm going to do. But if I ever create an NPC and a person's like, hey, I want to go, I'm like, we can do that. But I always find it is more compelling to have some sort of romance or relationships between the PCs, because I have so many NPCs rattling around in my head, that like find, and the, the NPCs are around each other all the time, like the NPCs you might see once every five games or something like that. So to create a real relationship with that character, be it friends or romantic or whatever it is, even as like a father or a mother, like having Jack's mom, Playing her was really great, but you don't see her all the time. So you don't see that big, complicated relationship that they're going to have. So um, my general philosophy is like create interesting NPCs and let the players go from there. If you guys want to talk to Pulu more, if you guys want to find out more about Lucara's family, whatever it is, it's there. I have it all written down. I have ideas. But try to get you guys to focus on what's going on in the group and with each other more so than... All of these various NPCs that I've created. So that's my kind of general talk about like D and D and relationships. It's is any relationship, again, whatever kind—platonic, familial, romantic—is going to be more interesting when it's played between two PCs rather than a PC and an NPC.
4: Speaking of things, remember, remember that time that we got drunk with the Yetis and Whistler passed out, and none of us seemed to notice or care. Like I was drunk, so I, I feel like Robin has no culpability here. But most of you were not, and Whistler was like, was it Whistler passed out on the floor?
3: Look, so I'm used to partying.
2: I I covered Whistler's back or make lot. sure Whistler
1: was okay. Shit to Whistler. I so, checked.
2: So, um, yeah. was Whistler breathing? Okay. Yes, fine. I brought, I brought yes. You also I have to head. understand. That
0: Whistler is also, like, the equivalent of, like, 18 years old, I think. Like, Whistler is very young as well. So this is, like, Astor, Whistler's first I time I apologize, in the Astor, world. for not
4: acknowledging the work that you did, too. <laughs> I was too busy being stupid drunk. I also thought it was really, really cool that Astor did not partake and was not bullied into it and that we had good representation of, of that. Like, that was – I love that, and I'm glad that no one tried too hard because, like – I, as a rule, try to make sure that no one feels peer pressure. But my character was not really in a place to to help with that, so I was glad that it worked out okay.
3: Yeah, Jack was yeah. definitely like, "Oh goodness, like I'm, I don't want to pressure you." And hospitality, oh god.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, like here's my my. Oh, right, Annika, go ahead. I was like with with that like cool thing because at the end of the episode I did say that like I came up with more stuff for Aster for like stuff and I've been talking to Sydney because Sydney wants to be a guest on it and she wants to play a character that like knows Aster um my like, mom. hello hi mom. Oh, Georgia. <laughs> hi mom
0: I can't hear you because but...
1: Yeah. Uh, but so I was told like after the episode I messaged Sydney about a bunch of stuff as well um so yeah whenever sydney comes it'll be great times
2: <laughs> i think it's so i love well, that I just because you and sydney you and sydney are already best friends in real life yes. and so like you get this dynamic where you can talk about all these things that you might know about each other's characters which That's is cool. like a whole like great dynamic right that you can well, do and,
1: like, you last, i think it was last episode i did mention that aster was previously in a band
2: right and
1: sydney and broke up Sydney's character is from that band
2: oh that's gonna be fun so
1: that, is, or, or that is what it is we're putting
2: the band back together <laughs> back together
1: yes. so yes. Like, um,
2: yeah oh. yeah somebody know I, okay. I was gonna say but conversely um, we have like Finn and Jack who are best friends whereas Amelie and I literally met at the conception of this project we have never met in person <laughs> at all.
1: Meanwhile, Sydney and I had the in same the house of number, pandemic, right? Literally, so I met Sydney because she lived on the street in front of my, house, like the street, the other street. We have the same. We have the same house number, so we would get her mail and she would get our mail, and that's how we met. <laughs> it was because same house of that. number, but different uh. streets. Same house number, different streets. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, if it's the same house number, same street, that's the same house.
1: Yeah, yeah it was different street, same house. <laughs> number. I didn't
2: notice there was a whole other family living in the house with us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, so weird.
2: Yeah. I mean, um, if you probably, live in a duplex. Yeah, it's like a You're usually an A or a B. Yeah. yeah. Right.
1: So they moved out over the course over the summer, and then the new people came. And actually, this hoodie i had it was i thought it was lost in the mail for a week now it was just at those people's house and i was like hey yep. by the way we have the same house number or like my mom my have no stuff. <laughs> no stuff. hey amelie
4: what up who's who's over here for me no not amelie i'm sorry annika who's over here for me Hey, sarah hi who's over here for me
2: nobody nobody
4: for- on, on twitch, on twitch you're at the bottom by
0: yourself
1: what? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. on Twitch,
0: it's a cube of before, and then there's you at the bottom. Is like, so, yeah. You've got no better on either side of you on Twitch.
1: But,
4: like, I
0: can't high-five anybody. You can high-five high them up. And Tanya and I, you can go like this, and Tanya and I can go down, okay. and we can high-five you. Right, Which side Wait. am I on? I don't, I don't, I'm just going to do both hands, because I don't know. <laughs> I'll just go like this. It's so... <laughs> yeah there we go high fives
4: high fives see, for, for Pat. me i've got amelie over here so i tried to high five Amelie and realized Amelie didn't see what i see and i got and see, it. I,
3: I was doing I'm this getting... because like in my screen yeah you are you're, you're over there you're there so yeah, amelie, for my great, just like, so, like
4: in the game so robin's at the bottom looking up at everybody <laughs>
0: Um, so, this is what I was going to say talking about. Uh, you do have this. We have talked about this before in game, um, uh, talking about uh, intoxicants of whatever form, uh, be it alcohol or be it uh, like a drug type thing. I myself am a teetotaler. I myself, Sarah, have never had alcohol. I've never had alcohol in my life. I've never, uh, I've never smoked a cigarette. I've never smoked or done any kind of listed substance, you know, any kind of class A, B, C, whatever substance. It's just a personal choice that I have made not to do these things. Uh, not that, and and then, but here's the other thing is I'm also, uh, we consider like an abolitionist. I think a lot of things should be legal that aren't legal right now because they're plants. Anyway, that's like a whole nother thing. Um, but I am always going to present opportunities for food and drink and possible intoxicants, if that is something that people are searching out for. It is something that is a part of a lot of cultures, um, uh, especially like talking about the culture that I've kind of based Uh, Yeti's on, um, which are based on the Arctic cultures of, uh, so Sami and um, Native American cultures in Canada. So people who live in a harsh, harsh environment, um, stuff like that, eating a lot of meat and, you know, whale fat and seal fat and stuff like that. Um, and the the production and the, not saying alcohol, but the production and drinking of a drink together as like a hospitality, um, a, as a hospitality thing. So if a character like Aster does not want to partake in any intoxicants, none of the NPCs are going to pressure them into doing that. Because I I, trust me, I have had plenty of experiences, especially in college, where people tried to pressure me into drinking or doing something else because... It's what you do when you're in college, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm like no. Like I'm, I'm. I understand no is a has a singular sentence since I've you know. Um, so I'm just like nah, nah. I'm good. Nah, I'm good. Also, by the way, if you if everybody gets drunk, who's gonna take care of you guys?
1: Um, Me is like the only underage person out at Sherwood
3: yeah (laughs) that that actually um, hangs out with the people that never stopped me when i was under yeah we need her to be dd forever
0: exactly so my my npcs even even if they are like the offering of the alcohol or the food or whatever um the npcs like if like if with finland and robin not eating the meat the yetis weren't going to be offended by it now jack doesn't know that jack's you know got her own thing but the yetis would kind of understand they're like maybe they just don't like whatever kind of meat we were serving them or you know whatever it is they're not going to be upset um because that is so much information that i have that the that i have not shared with the pcs that that as a as a dm i don't want to make anybody upset with anything like that so I know that cl- about the Yeti culture that I have created because I didn't share it with anybody. Now, had I shared it beforehand and said, hey, you guys, this is going to happen. They eat meat. We know, well, How do you want to react to that? But if I'm presenting a an unfamiliar culture or circumstance to the players that they do not have prior knowledge of, I am going to do my level best to make sure nobody is uncomfortable in said situation. So that's why I try to just kind of keep things kind of even keeled and you know, whatever. Now that's different, like talking with Xerath coming from a completely different plane of existence. And that's something that Xerath as a PC is different. His culture is completely off kilter from what these people know. But that's something that Xerath as a PC is dealing with, not me as the DM. I
2: do, I can't, of a I'm position so of power. Bad, like of all the things like that we've lost, right? Due to technical difficulties. That yeah. whole thing talking about talking about trade cultures and talking about uh, funerary practices and like blowing his mind with this concept yeah. of caring, supportive societies. I'm like, I am like, I wish we could almost like recreate it because it was probably my favorite moment uh, so far uh where you had somebody like you said who's just so far removed so we all talk about how we come from different cultures right minotaur orcish uh you live you live with the gnomes right or you live with the tobacco you live in gnomes. so
4: uh uh robin is from robin was raised in a cosmopolitan like a huge big okay city. so like a whole bunch with- okay
2: And then after has house. house, house house So we all (laughs) have our own cultures that we, that are not not, you know, they're not the same, but they exist in the same world. And because there's trade and because that's the way culture works, there's going to be like some overlap or some similarities. And then the things that you end up talking about are those like weird little differences. Like you you boil lobster, you don't just chuck it in the fire, you know, like that kind of thing. But now you have somebody who is literally not from this planet who is massively confused about everything. And I kind of love that because when you have to explain something that you've taken for granted, to somebody, it makes you have to really stop and think about it. Like,
3: and sec train coaster. Um, sec train coaster. Uh, it, it is kind of funny because like, yeah, Pax and I are not romantically uh involved, IRL, but our characters are definitely um very much interested in each other and figuring all that out. But Zareth's player, David, is my boyfriend. And um it it it's fun because like no, I, I when when David was coming up with uh, a lot of the characteristics about Zareth, he was getting really excited and telling me all about them, and, I'm, and I actually had to like cut him off at certain points. And I'm like, "No, I can't metagame game like that." <laughs> um, but when he was building this character and like talking to me about it, I'm just like, "Yeah, no, Jack's not going to be romantically interested in anything Zareth has to re- represents." Um, and so, like, it, it is kind of funny playing my interest jack's interest in robin next to my romantic <laughs> <partner>. <laughs>
2: it's like the opposite he has a flip i love that yeah
4: i was wondering like how that would be i mean i know that it's you're funny. polyamorous so it wouldn't be like an actual like jealousy problem like a, ah. I hope my but, mom's um, not
3: watching because i oh, just no. came out um <laughs> she's not watching i'm kidding
4: i'm kidding <laughs> only me i'm the only one just me i was projecting that was projecting i was projecting Sorry. myself onto you hi ew gross, gross. i'm <laughs> literally out
3: to everybody else and she doesn't i'm, I'm very sure she doesn't watch these
4: it's okay. You're just so you're just I so pride flag edit, wavy. I didn't I YouTube, didn't even didn't even record I
1: occur can also me. edit that out. So it's okay.
3: Okay. <laughs> I, I I I give consent. It's okay. Um, I don't think she's gonna watch this, and if she does, well, not the first surprise I've foisted on her via so- social media. So whatever.
2: It's the best Yule present. <laughs>
3: surprise! I'm really right. sorry. I
2: didn't even
3: think about
4: it. Um, yes, next to your boyfriend that is your only boyfriend. There's no other person. I mean, that you he is my only boyfriend. About having a thought about or thing ever. You wouldn't. <laughs> you totally monogamous situation that I was just, you know. <laughs> this is fine. the best cover ever. Fine. 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 fine um no but it's great and it was it was really fun it was also fun for me to see you with your boyfriend and like it was fun that my character was definitely flirting with your character and there's it was fun that kind of like uh oh my gosh what is it uh dramatic irony like I know I know it's really over here but in this world it's here so that was really fun.
2: The, 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 Manabur- I actually met Manabur- my I three. met my actually I met my ex-husband and my current husband through gaming. So my ex-husband through a Cyberpunk LPC and then my current husband through White Wolf. So it's all gaming romances up in my world apparently. All right, it is. Um, it is one thirty. We've been
0: going for about an hour and thirty minutes. minutes I was gonna say, um, yeah, hour twenty minutes, something like that. I'm gonna have to bounce in just a second. Um, uh, I've got stuff I need to do because it's my day off, so I do have things that I have to do at yeah. my house. Um, <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say, so, uh, speaking of, I'm gonna, I'm gonna piggyback. We always piggyback. So we do in this group, uh, off of Tanya talking about White Wolf and cyberpunk stuff is I think another subject of one of our OOCs could be talking about other game systems that we have played, why we like those game systems and other game systems that we may be playing on YAS too. Because we've already played uh, Monster of the Week and we played Slayers. And we played fate so we've played in our one shots we've played uh some different game systems so i think having a fun talk about not necessarily about yas but about just ttrpgs in general and other game systems that we have played and what we've liked and why we've liked them and so on and so forth would be a fun interesting talk that we could have for for folks because i know pax is a really big fan of pugmire so
2: <laughs> i'm gonna get cyberpunk on everybody shocker
0: yeah so, uh, is it, are there any parting parting comments people want to throw out before we leave this this out of character
2: discussion? I, guess I you know uh, me, I like to do a wrap up,
3: and I think yeah. the,
2: the wrap ups are when you're when you're considering character and you're considering story, think about relationships and that means all kinds, right? That web of relationships, and that it's not just the mechanics that moves you from one fight to the next fight that makes a good game. I mean, those big fights can be super cathartic, but I don't think it's, it's not what makes a game that sticks with you, you know? Um, And the other one is, uh, you know, the books, I've said this before, I'll say it again. The books are all guidelines. Um, Mix it up, change it up, because especially when you have players who have been doing this a long time, it makes it keeps the game fresh and exciting and new and encounters well, like
0: that, that rock lizard. I just made I just took the giant lizard stat and, and added some stuff to it. Like, I just I, I was love, like, it I doesn't it. exist in the monster manual. I me mean, just I was me just going, I need something. I can't. I yeah, so it. I was like, I can't use spiders. I'm like, what else has a thing? I was like, lizards have sticky tongues. I was like, yeah, a rock lizard. We'll do that. So I just <laughs> added some stats to it and play- messed around with a little bit and there you go. You have a giant... Oh! Diet- okay.
1: look, arachnophobia makes people get, like, more creative with stuff. Creative. <laughs> it was just like with slayers. You had to get creative.
2: Yeah. do <laughs> um, so Do something to... So yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the other thing.
0: Is like, if you have the resources, like I have, well, you can see my RPG shelf and more now into my kitchen because my mom has knocked my backdrop down a little bit. Look, RPG shelf, kitchen supplies. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've <with our, laughs> got some cups and there's some sparkling water. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, th- these are my dishes. <laughs> um, you were lucky they are organized right now. I actually cleaned my kitchen a few days ago, so they're actually put away. Um uh, is is if you've got all of these resources in the internet and DM's Guild and Itch and all of these other Over. resources, you can just
2: aim- oh my gosh, homebrews, people's homebrews, and like <laughs> you're
0: gonna find all these cool creatures and cool things that you can do and like insert into your game where you don't. I mean, it's called Dungeons and Dragons. I understand that, and yeah, there might be a dragon in this game at some point, but or you never Dun- know what kind of dragon's gonna be or a dungeon. <laughs> um, uh, but there's so, so cool. many other creatures there's so many other types of encounters there can be they got caught in a like rainstorm and so they went like you know environmental encounters Um, there's actually a part in tasha's about environmental encounters and like floods and you know glaciers and stuff like that or like if there's like a magic surge or whatever it is there's so many other things and then um I mean, we keep talking about Aerie even though Aerie's not here. Aerie loves a political game. Eric Ari loves a political game. And we haven't gotten into that, but you could do like especially urban or games where it's like it's all urban and you've got like thieves guilds and you've got fighting, you know, all this, whatever it is. There's so much more you can do with D D. Like, like, like Cyberpunk. Like <laughs> Cyberpunk, yes.
2: Bring that back. <laughs> and We're I'm- gonna
0: have an OC. It's just about cyberpunk and it's just gonna be time you're <laughs> talking about cyberpunk. We'll
3: bring David in on that one.
2: Okay, <laughs> yeah.
3: What is going to be um, uh-huh. But
2: like uh-huh. the, so Adam uh-huh. has a world that he created um where uh it's like the equivalent of every 4 months or something magic goes away in the world for 2 weeks. and it's called the dead time. And like play, like it's just such an odd concept, right? Because in all of ours hours are ma- like if you have a mage or whatever it it works all the time. But imagine if it didn't. What would your character like a have? To out. Do? Right? Yeah, like a like a brownout. Like you've got no connection to the power. What do you do now? What do you do? And like those kind of things make worlds so interesting to play in for me that because sounds it's...
3: like my depressive cycle. I was just saying that's, it like, that's like in
1: Taz with Merle
3: when <laughs> Pan just wouldn't talk know. to him
1: and he was like Pan. <laughs>
2: It's <laughs> true. Exactly like right, right when you've got no, what do you do? And that's kind of like the the same concept of like, there's a big storm. Mm-hmm. What if you can't I hit it with a hammer? <laughs> right. Okay. I
1: had
2: a, I had a character who had a building fall on her. It was actually the original Fenlin. I had a part of a building fall on her. <laughs> and, um, yeah.
3: <laughs> and I uh, wonder why Jack is worried about her.
2: Right, <laughs> it's my bad,
3: it's my fault. Don't well. My friend
2: who liked it, who uh-huh. fights uh-huh. just uh-huh. as
3: well as me, but is much more fragile.
2: I uh, and the I'm whole thing. Do... I ended up losing basically temporarily parts of me. Right, so like couldn't use an arm. And could barely use a leg, but still was going out and fighting. And so we adjusted all my stats and everything to be like, what would happen? Because, like, this is a character who's not going to sit it out, right? Who's not going to be benched. I'm not red shirting it. So, what happens if you've basically got your arm in a sling? You know? Yep. Just fix
0: it up. <laughs> If we ever get Ari to do one of these, you should ask Ari about the game that we that she and I first started playing because I created entire stats for making adolescent characters. Um that's okay. Hey, are
2: we gonna talk about like oh like some old school D D, like different stats for genders?
0: Oh, we should talk about
2: that at the point, yes. Different
0: stats for genders and different like it used to be, I don't know how long you guys have played D D, but it used to be if you were a female character, your charisma was higher than a male character.
2: But your strength
1: was low.
0: Okay. Yeah. Your strength was lower.
1: So actually, yeah. before we leave, I forgot. It's official now. Yeah. Uh, we are doing a panel at SnailCon. Oh yeah. Uh, an online convention. Oh, that's right. Um I don't remember what I called it. <laughs> um <laughs> we'll be no, it's like, the, you it's were Dems like, and i in like, like, gaming, did. I think, is what I call Thems and thems and gaming. Okay. And so, yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be doing that. Uh, they have not released the link to Discord yet. uh. But I will. Leave the schedule. The we don't even know when it's going to yeah. be. Well, because they're still trying to get all of the panelists onto Discord still. Yeah. But, so we'll um, let you know when we yes, know. I will put the <laughs> link to their Instagram uh, in the bio of our YouTube, of when this goes up on YouTube. So you guys can check that out. Uh, follow them on Instagram. They're run by some cool people. And I know like two of them. So,
0: yeah. And then right. also, we can also put information on Facebook.
1: Yes. When yes. we get when more we get information.
0: Link it on. We can put it up. And Twitter. Yeah. Well, let's put all the information on all our socials.
1: Yes. So, yeah.
0: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. So you can yes, have support us support having
1: people. Yay.
0: <laughs> As we talk about TTRPG some more. All we know, yeah. I'm just playing with this pair of scissors, so I'm just like,
1: that's all we know. Uh, that and then, yeah, some of We're us a panel. games,
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, we had a closing wrap up by Tanya. Uh, Pax, Amelie, you want to throw anything out there before we close this OOC up? Anyone? No, you. okay, I'm closed. Okay,
1: so that's it, everybody. It we I have all short have... little fat of fingers. We love you guys, and we'll see y'all
0: uh, at a later time. On
1: the flip Thursday side. For the next OOC. Yeah.
0: Yes. segment. now I'm going to deal with my cat.
1: Bye, everybody.